guys, welcome back to Tap That Easy Podcast. This episode is pretty special to me. It's the first episode my dad has been on. So he's always been a huge supporter in everything that I do and was one of the ones that encouraged me to move out here to Arizona, which changed my life. We sit down, chat with Brian Helton and Rob Cote from Helton Brewing Company. We talk beer for a little bit. So Helton also just released the chef-created carrot sour beer. Nothing like I've had before. Helton nailed this thing. But before we get into that, I wanted to tell you guys about our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash tap that AZ podcast. Go check it out. We offer interviews from the podcast early to Patreon subscribers, as well as some pretty sweet swag and even a chance to be on a future episode of the podcast. For non-subscribers, we're actually even releasing episodes of a previous podcast I had with a childhood buddy of mine called the Mixtape Podcast, where we talk about music, bring in music to the podcast as well, do some interviews and this and that, and uh, the other, this, that, and the other, right? Is that correct? Uh, but check it out, patreon.com, tap that AZ podcast to learn more. All right, so this podcast is really focused, or this episode is focused around the beer that Helton, uh, Atuli Produce, and six chefs from around the valley um, created. So this thing is fantastic. So this is kind of the follow-up to the initial episode we did with all those guys. And now the beer is made. And it will be available soon, depending on your when you're listening to it, it may already be ready. So let's tap into Carbonic Ducas. Alright, so we're here at Helton. I, I Brian, we need to keep track of how many episodes we've done here. We've been I need to go back. Yeah, we've done a lot. There's been quite a few. Yeah, yeah. All awesome ones too. Yeah. I know. Always, and it's fun when you have these headphones on. See, Dad, you're you're far away, but you feel close. Yeah, you can hear me. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like you said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my dad here is a longtime listener of the podcast. Um, I'd say my biggest fan from day one, literally since the day I was born. I think he's been <laughs> <Right>. my biggest <laughs> fan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, so we're here. We're going to talk about the chef's beer. But uh, first of all, let's let's meet everybody. Um, let's start with this gentleman right here. Uh, Rob Coat, uh, head brewer for Helton Brewing. Excellent, excellent. We're going to really get into the uh, your past experience with food. As well as as the the well, beer, as we should on on this beer. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And this gentleman right here, yeah, no no introduction needed, but still. Yeah, Brian Helton, uh, owner of Helton Brewing Company, and recently just a desk brewer these days. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, sir, can you introduce yourself? Um, I'm Terry Walters. I'm Eric's dad. I'm in from Ohio. I'm down here to. Um, just be on vacation, spend some time with um, Eric and, and the girls back home, and yeah. drink some beer. Drink, drink some beer. That's that's why we're here. So, well, so um, you know, growing up, I, I don't know if I've shared with the, this with you before, but there wasn't much, there weren't many craft options where we grew up. You know, that, really. Uh, PBR, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Budweiser, and Genesee. Genesee was Genesee. Genesee was yeah. That was cream ale. Oh yeah, cream ale. I got. I found one at Bevmo. Like I don't know, a couple months ago. I'm like, dude, cream ale. Tried. I was like, Jesus. That's why. I don't, <laughs> yeah. That's why I didn't keep drinking it. <laughs> but but he always. My dad always did a really good job of of showing me that there. And probably not on purpose. I mean, at eight, you probably weren't showing me, Eric. There's good beer to be drank out there, you know. But just yeah, by probably leading, not leading by example, right? You were always into great uh, Great Lakes brewing, um, right. things like that. Yeah, yeah, that that's good beer. Oh yeah, Burning from, River is amazing. 
Yeah, that's yeah. that's Elliot a good Ness. One. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up with those guys as well. I mean, yeah. they've always made really, really solid beers. Oh, okay. So yeah. you're familiar with the Great Lakes beers? Yeah, um, I actually started brewing in Cincinnati. So my very first oh. uh, competition, it was a uh, they call it like the Queen of Ohio or Queen of the uh, Queen City or something like that. But they yeah. paired you against other breweries. So I drew Great Lakes Burning River. I'm like, are you shitting me? Yeah. I have no chance. But it was great. You know? yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm going against, you know, Burning River. How amazing is that? So, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're a really good brewery. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, they're one of my favorites back yeah. back home. Yeah, and it's kind of it's starting to grow. Like uh, the town next to us, um, there's a brewery called Birdfish, and and these guys just kind of started off as you know just local small tap room. Now they're kind of spearheading like the northeastern Ohio beer scene, and it's it's really starting to grow. Yeah, they got in on what you would say the ground level, the crap brewing um, interest back you know in our area of Ohio, and. Uh, They've really, they've really taken off. Uh, it seems like they, a lot of, it seems like a lot of other breweries are kind of following along with their model of what they're doing, and now everybody wants their beer. It's become nice. Uh, yeah. they're, they're very good. They brew very good beer. They do. Yeah, and, and it's interesting too because of of doing it in a small town where everyone's like dude where's my bud light like what the hell is this shit like why is this beer pink you know um so for them it was it was interesting when i went back home i did an episode with them um and i just thought it was cool like even though i know people from here aren't gonna most likely go there to hear the story of a brewery that opened up in a small town and a and a, like you opened and something just kind of took over yeah. yeah yeah like this market you know there's already a beer market here in phoenix so opening up another brewery it's not saying it's easy but it's easier than being the only one yeah. where people are like what the hell what kind of witchcraft is this you know right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's true uh but dad you used to always go to uh columbus too uh columbus right. and, and cincinnati and the, the german yeah, area, right. Actually, that yeah, going to Columbus to the Germ Village kind of like uh, opened me up to, um, yeah, a good beer that beyond the usual beer you know you buy at the at the store. Um, German Village, uh, we we used to go down to um, a restaurant called Smith's. They have all the German authentic German beers and. Um, Said, wow, there is there's some good beer out here. <laughs> Something and, outside of Genesee Cream Ale, for right. sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, it's it's too early for my dad to drink beer at this point, but I'm going to make him taste the beer that we're gonna that we're gonna have. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm usually not a morning beer drinker, but um, yeah. I this can one make has coffee ex- in it, so it's, oh, it's acceptable. Okay, <laughs> well, then, yeah, yeah, then I can do that. Yeah, there you go. Well, so well, so what we're going to do now is we're going we're to talk about the actual actual beer itself. So uh, this is a chef inspired beer, right? So we're going to bring in Marcus. Marcus, you want to join us over here? So Marcus is with us now, and um, we this is a very unique beer that you guys did. So what's the backstory behind? What's it called again? Oh gosh. The actual name of the beer or the yeah. series? <laughs> the name of the beer. Carbonic. Dacus. Uh, yeah. Carbonic, carbonic Dacus. What does that mean? Um, carbonic, of course, carbonation. Okay. And Dacus is, I do believe, the Latin word for carrot. Uh, so the whole story is um, one, maybe a couple in liquor-induced drinks at yeah. Chopper John's. I'm sitting with uh, someone that works at Willie Ituli. 
And she presented this to me. She's like, you know, we have all these chefs that were on the Food Network channel that won a certain degree of certain, you know, final chopped or something like that, right? And she's telling me that they're all very jealous of brewers because we can work and do collabs with each other, but chefs really can't. There's just too much logistics with owners and food costs and profit. Uh, And how do you share that? And how are you going to cut service in the middle of the night on a Friday and Saturday? So they really can't. Sure. So she asked if uh, we'd be interested to work with these chefs and come up with a beer. And of course, you know, after a couple shots of Jameson, I'm like, yeah, sure. I love working with chefs. I got one on my team. So we, we said yes. Um, then the reality hit, you know, yeah. trying to get all these uh, great, extremely talented, you know, top the chefs of the valley together and funnel their thoughts into a primary beer that we can all agree on. Because yeah. at the end of the day, it's really their beer. Yeah. You know, me and Rob, our job was to make what they wanted and to find out, you know. Um, so that was kind of my main role is to take all of their ideas. And we met four times and uh, all six chefs showed up to every single one, in which they're very busy. Time yeah. is extremely important to all of us. And uh, the first time we met, we just got some beers and drank and let them go off on tangents. You know, yeah. we, we heard bone marrow, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Szechuan peppers. Everything from the kitchen was in one beer at one point. Yeah, so <laughs> me and Rob are looking at each other just like, oh, hell. So, you know, we didn't really give much. But then the next time we met, you know, me and Rob talked and Rob thought it'd be great. Maybe a Saison because of pepper notes and the fruit notes. And, you know, it, it could be easily used in the kitchen because they want to do they want to use it with cooking and making uh, their food and okay. doing brewers dinners and um, not just a habit in a showcase that not only wine is good with some of these, you know, high end food, but beer. Absolutely. You know, yeah. we're multidimensional. We have carbonation. Wine doesn't. Yeah. So they were really excited. So we wanted to make exactly what they wanted. Um, and then, uh, of course, Rob makes some amazing sours and they had a what do we have? Which goes do we have on at that point? believe just guava the guava yeah so they tried it and they fell in love with it so now i'm just rolling my eyes going oh shit (laughs) you know but we got to sell this as well and we put it in cans so there's three thousand cans that we have to move so of course you know the majority of the public doesn't even know what a goza is right so then that turned into a sour um and then before you know it it's the season is around the corner and they wanted to do uh braised carrot so I told Rob, I was like, you're going to hate me, man. I'm going to apologize right now. But this is definitely going to be one of the toughest beers we're going to brew. So uh, my mindset was to try to make them focus on, or me and Rob, really, our mindset was you know, primary, secondary, and tertiary flavors. Um, that's where Rob took over in the lab and started doing some uh, mixes of ratios. So the next two times they came, we gave them the ratios of what we thought and got their opinions. And, and then Rob would go back and redo the ratios and mix it. And, you know, finally everyone agreed. Yeah. Then it was up for me and Rob to actually make it happen. Yeah. So that's the where Rob. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then Rob took over and, you know, talk about what you did. Yeah. Uh, before, I don't mean to interject here, but, yeah. but you're, you're a trained chef. So yeah. You, you uh, were in, a chef. A, in a past life. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I did culinary school and, and all that and worked at many James Beard uh, award winning restaurants. Wow, and uh, nice. it takes a toll on your life after, you know, 16 years. And yeah. all my friends became brewers. And it's the same thing. Yeah, you know, it's just a little more laid back and yeah. less people to yell at. That's so. you can, you can, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> do you miss that? Do you heavier, wish you could yell at more people? Uh, I got heavier things to throw now. Yeah. So, so Rob, when going into this with with your culinary experience, uh, do you think it made it easier or more difficult to? I think easier on my end to execute it. Okay. Uh, 
harder going in working with six chefs because okay. <laughs> it's it's very hard to get two chefs to agree on one thing <laughs> right, uh, yeah. and and now we're putting six together yeah uh, it worked out though everybody finally yeah. agreed and uh, it's fairly easy i mean it's just matching flavors and yeah you know hitting everything that everybody wants and I'd have to say you guys nailed it, too, because that beer is fantastic. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Marcus is going to guys through a tasting here in a little bit. Have you had it, Marcus? I have not. I have yeah. not had it, so pretty excited. Yeah. Okay. So when Brian came to you with, like, all right, here's what we are, when you guys figured out, all right, here's what we're making, how, how do you how do you even do uh, it Well, originally, <laughs> I mean, they dropped off a lot of different ingredients. A tool uh, did? Okay. A lot that did not make it into the beer. Okay. Uh, and then we just, I, I took it into the lab, juiced everything, and. Just kind of made combinations and, you know, and kind of made the chefs narrow it down to three ingredients okay. and not five or yeah. six. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, because you muddy it up. It's like a IPA with six hops. You don't know what you're drinking. Uh, sure. You yeah. Know, it should be the same with food as well. Yeah. Know? So fairly, fairly simple. I yeah. think on my end, you know. Uh, it's like that, that saying, what is a perfection is not when you can add more, but when you can not take anything else away from it. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of, seems like that's what you guys. Yeah, he says simple, but, you know, mind you, <laughs> lab work is under 250 mils, and uh, we brewed yeah. 750 gallons. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, math is math and ratios are ratios, but yeah. still there's a, you know, it, uh, it, to him luckily, it's simple. Luckily we had notepads, and <laughs> I went through a few. <laughs> <Did> you, <yeah. laughs> it worked out. So when you when you say you juiced it, like, so you just, you just would juice and grease ingredients and just yeah. mess around just, with just the get cup. it down to the rawest form possible yeah and then just kind of you know i would take some sour that was bare um pre-fruited uh, and just you know make the equivalent of one pint oh gotcha yeah, that's yeah. how far i broke it down and yeah you know, and then we split it and had everybody try it and you know there was the less this more of that i'd go back and yeah more of this, less that. And Swearing under your breath or fucking these goddamn nah. guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like doing lab work. It's it's fun. You know, yeah. That's the fun part, you know, in brewing is, is creating. Yeah. So, yeah. At one point, I think I have a picture, so I'll try to post it. But <clears throat> I walked into the lab when he was doing some of his work. And the stainless steel table had just Sharpie math all over the stainless. Okay. <laughs> you know, just like tons of it. Yeah, no, like a laughing. beautiful mind yeah. type yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, isopropyl takes it off, you know. So yeah. at the makes end of the night, to me. Yeah. 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 cleaning yeah. the lab I was like, I really hope he didn't need that number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So when when you guys started having people taste it, having the chefs taste it, like yeah. it, like one of my favorite things about like I love diners, drive-ins, and dives. People think he's cheesy. They think he's this that. I think the dude's awesome. I love when he watch it when the chefs watch him eat. Yeah. Right. So were you when they're getting ready to taste that beer are you yeah i mean checking it, reactions you know, and stuff? It's, <laughs> yeah but it's not only you know just them it's any customer you know sure. or anybody drinking your your product you yeah. want you want them to to like it you yeah know? it's easy to read people when they don't yeah, uh, right. <laughs> yeah. i don't i don't think i got any of that at, at that table so. yeah nice yeah. man well, like i said you guys executed that that very well so um have you ever made have either of you guys ever made carrot beer any carrot no. beer yeah, yeah. no because I remember you said at the at the at the dinner like this is the hardest beer, most difficult beer that you've had to do. Well, carrots are sweet and earthy yeah. at the same time, um, and I'm sure that everyone will agree. You know, listening to this, that 
the thought of drinking a carrot beer is not very appealing. Yeah. Um, what we did, we backed up that earthiness and the sweetness with some counter flavors, the secondary and tertiary. So blood orange, of course, is bitter. And, <clears throat> of course, citrus notes is always great. So that's what we kind of used just in case the sweetness came through too much on the carrots. Okay. You yeah. know, and then the earthiness, you know, we use huckleberries fresh, that kind of would, you know, counterbalance that, you know, and that's where, you know, Rob being a chef, you know, you always have that complement contrast or, you know, those flavors and how to deal with them, you know? So we had some safety nets built in because we had no idea what we were dealing with, yeah. you know? So, yeah. Well, I think we should taste it. Should we, Marcus, yeah, are you ready to, yeah, to guide us it. through this? All right, sure. let's, we'll pause this and, and have beers. Perfect. With us. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, so we're going to taste the carrot sour, but you guys are probably by the time this comes out, this beer is going to be available. Yeah. What What did you do here, Rob? What the hell is this? <laughs> so it's a kind of a collaboration with German Coffee. Oh, uh, nice. Okay. So he had some uh, some of his beans setting in a Four Roses bourbon barrel uh, that he was kind enough to to bring over and grind it for me. And uh, one of our bartenders, Sam, uh, got married last weekend in oh, Flag yeah. and had kind of been on me about making a beer for her and we've been so busy i had to you know throw something together and uh, you know she kept saying imperial stout i don't have the time for that yeah uh, so i went with a, a higher gravity porter yeah. um, and his coffee worked really well with it uh, a lot of dark roast malts in it uh, some kiln coffee malt in there as well a lot of oats for the okay. body yeah, so, yeah that's just, good man just try to make a higher gravity porter yeah What's interesting, too, and if I think if I heard you right, Brian, you guys, most people do, like, whole beans, right? Yeah. Steeped in, like, a mesh bag or something, right? Yeah. You guys actually ground the coffee? Yeah. Uh, we have a, a piece of equipment here that the original purpose was for dry hopping okay. to recirculate through back into the tank. Uh, I found that I didn't like it for that purpose. Okay. <laughs> uh, nothing wrong with it. I just uh, kind of brings up vegetation in the hops. Okay. But I did find it to be useful for adding fruit, you know, for coffee. I'll, I'll take some of the beer out of the, the fermenter yeah. on the coffee, throw it in the walk-in for 24 hours to cold brew, and yeah. then inject it back in. Ah, nice, so man. It, that worked well for us. Um, it's also good for, you know, putting your barrel-aged beer in and carbonating in that as well. Yeah. yeah multi-use piece of equipment. I think I remember when Brian got that equipment. You were pretty stoked. I think when we did the episode, yeah. is it like the tall kind of st- yeah like yeah. a cylinder type yeah i i remember i'm pretty sure it was like the day that we did our podcast that initial podcast you were yeah. like dude i am so excited about this thing it's <laughs> coming from a, a good friend of ours that's done a lot of work for us it's copper state chemicals and he's a fabricator so if anything you guys need done out there uh, reach out to him and he's uh he can fabricate anything that you want yeah. and this is what we wanted we wanted some type of recirculating aspect for you know hops but like Rob said, we started looking at all the other things we can use this equipment for. Yeah. You know, and since then, I mean, it's on wheels, so we can like, you know, and it's tilted. So we're able to get, you know, uh, surface contact, whether it's with the fruit or in this case, the coffee. So we can kind of invert it or kind of mix it up and it can roll into the walk-in and we can keep it cold like we did with the cold brew for, you know, X amount of hours and, you know, doing that. So, yeah, it's kind of a yeah. universal piece of equipment, which is kind of nice. 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 Well, it worked very well with this. Yeah. With this. Pretty, pretty yeah. We need to do a little shout-out, too, because Arizona Bourbon Society donated the Four Roses uh, barrel for us to use. Uh-huh. And then nice. Jarman took the barrel stays and roasted the Tanzanian beans with it. So you're picking up all the, the oakiness and the, the bourbon flavors um, through the actual coffee. 
And I'm pretty sure that Jarman is also selling the coffee beans. Uh, yep. I think he's going to be here tomorrow, so people can pre-order that as well. Nice. So they can taste the actual coffee along with the beer. Ooh, but nice. one of the, the tricky things that Rob just really nailed this beer with is you got to think that we took 75 gallons of cold brew, which is, well, once again, just pretty much water, yeah. and injecting that into a beer. So you're always worried about the oxidation. You're always worried about watering it down. Yeah. You know, the use of oats and how he did it, we kept the body where we wanted it to. And all those flavors, I mean, to me, it tastes like a, a well, a nine-month-old or barrel-aged beer, but there's no oxidation at all. So yeah. it's nice and fresh and clean. It's fantastic, man. Yeah. It's really, really good, Rob. Nice okay. work. You got, you got I a appreciate good, it. Thank you got a good brewer here, man. Are you kidding me? I know <laughs> that. <laughs> he loves the, the, the positive, the comments. Like, Come uh, on, yeah, man. I, I bathe it. in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, all right. So the... the I want to say the man of the hour, the the guest of honor here is yeah. is this carrot sour. So, yeah. Marcus, this is the first time you've had it. Yeah, um, yep. you're gonna kind of guide us through because Marcus, this is a special. I've never been here when you've done a reviews episode. Well, well you know, this is actually kind of scary. I, I appreciate you actually asking me to <laughs> to come out here at first. You know, you invited me out here, and I'm like, why in the world does Eric want me to come out here? Yeah, you know, and I figured it was to put me on the spot. So. Is it all making sense now? It all makes sense yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I want you to review this beer in front of the guys that made it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Brian, and I, we've done a beer review together. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Of, of his beer, right? Of his uh, beer. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so guide, I, I would say guide me through it because I need to learn more about about you know uh, tasting beer. So, um, where do you start? Like, where do you start with drink this? it? Drink it. No, no, I'm just kidding. Yes, chug it. I mean, chug uh, it real quick. Yeah. You know, like when you're doing um, like BJCP or anything like that, uh, the first thing you do is initially, you know, you want to take a look at it, see what it looks like. Yeah. So, obviously, this is orange in color. It's got a slight clarity to it. Not completely clear, but has a nice little clarity to it. Has a white head on it. Tightly compact bubbles. So. Yeah. What does that mean? As far as like, what what is that? Carb- it gives you like a level of carbonation. Okay. Um, you could swirl it around a little bit in the glass, but typically, uh, you know, so looking at the the beer is the first thing you're going to do, and then once you take a look at it, you know, you want to get a dry by aroma. I like to do a dry by aroma, but a lot of people will just you're getting known for the dry by aroma, right? <laughs> but a lot of people will just you know kind of put their nose in it, yeah. get an aroma, and, and an initial sense of what the beer smells like. Okay. So you go ahead and get a aroma on it. And, and for me, again, the drive-by thing is just, if I just pass it by my nose, I, it immediately will spark something. Okay. Um, and this actually, uh, and you, Rob, you said this is a kettle sour. Yes. But it's pretty crazy because on the initial drive-by, it it actually feels like, a, it smells like a, like a barrel-aged sour, like a sour that was done in a barrel. Like a like a, a sour that people typically yeah. avoid because of the the wild yeast and, and right exactly yeah. and and that's actually kind of initially what I get out of it so it has a really bright fresh you know sour character that you kind of get yeah which is really of, good like uh, that's that's hard to pull off right it's hard to pull off uh, um, yeah like, it's a an illusion yeah of some sort. <laughs> it is it is definitely and yeah. and you kind of get that with the dry by aroma yeah. and then the you know and also on the aroma. Um, there's a big berry berry character that I get out of it, okay. um, and it's a dark berry almost, like maybe uh, like either boysenberry or uh, blackberry or blueberry. One yeah. of the berries, yeah. um, huckleberry, which is, is okay. sort of in the family with blueberries. So. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I get a really big ber- berry character out of it as well. Um, as far like I know there's carrots in it, yeah. but blind I wouldn't be able to tell you. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't I don't smell carrot, but then again. 
I don't know anybody that would be able to smell a carrot in a beer. I've never smelled a carrot in a beer before. So, um, and, and, you know, pretty brave. And I do give kudos to you guys because obviously we know that, like, you know, vegetal is a is an off flavor. Oh, yeah. Uh, DMS. <laughs> exactly. You don't want that. Yeah. Uh, you don't, yeah, unless so. you want it. Yeah. You don't want it and unless so you want it. actually <laughs> using vegetable in the beer is yeah. pretty pretty cool. So yeah. I really do give you kudos. So, I mean, obviously you want to get an aroma on it. Um, and then, of course, you want to get a, a small taste of it and get an initial reaction, what you think. So d- real quick, too, uh, there's the, what I've heard there are like just, I don't know, reading things, listening to things, different like smelling techniques really like i've yeah. heard like the like the hound dog thing of just quick short mm-hmm. smells or the drive-by and things like that and yeah. i mean it's just like with anything there's no right or wrong way yeah. to do it one right? of the more <laughs> popular ones is um people will swirl and then cap the the the, the glass itself put your palm right over it yeah. kind of swirl it kind of traps the aroma and then whenever you release it you can get a big whiff of, it of like irish spring <laughs> right. <laughs> a lot of depends on what you have in your hand. Exactly. exactly. And then when you go into tastings um, and you yes. do tastings, it's very strict as far as uh, like no wooden pencils. Don't wear any oh, really? uh, no cologne, no lotions that are smelling like anything. You're in a stale room. Um, you know, even in a room like this with beer being brewed, not the best place to actually do a review. So, wow. Because, um, again, if your palate and your nose is really sensitive to all smells. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, you get your initial taste on it. Um, and as you taste it, you know, you also take in the aroma. So you do a swish too, a little bit, don't you? Somehow. I chew it. Chew, okay. All right. yeah, I literally, yeah. I literally chew it and kind of pass it between my cheeks and it surrounds the entire palate on this one that like, you know, your palate, you could pick up different, um, tastes from the beginning to the back end. And in the beginning, you know, it does definitely have a little bit of a tartness to it. And the berry character is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. So it has a really good berry character to it. It is a, it's dry. So it is a dry beer. And, um, you know, the carrot character actually comes in on the back end. So as it dries out and as your palate dries out, you pick up that carrot character, which is kind of, kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. really cool because, you know the balance between that sweet berry and that sweet carrot kind of mm-hmm. works really well with yeah. this sour base. Yeah. I don't know if you could do it in a, a different type of base. I mean, it, it'd probably be really difficult. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't think I'd want to try. Yeah, we're not going to try. <laughs> yeah. 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 I have too many other vegetables to play with next. Yeah. 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 Do like a celery stout or something like that, yeah. yeah. So, but so, yeah, you take your, um, your initial impressions on, on the taste, and, you know, again, uh, a lot of berry in this. Uh, the, the tartness levels balance really nice, and then, again, the drying character makes you want to drink more of it. So. Yeah. You know, and once you get that, your overall impression of the beer, you can kind of formulate whether you like it or not. Yeah. So, you I'm know, not going to make you give it a number, but well, I, just write it yeah. down and slide it across. <laughs> the <table. Yeah. laughs> no, I, I usually I don't even grade my own stuff. You know, even um, you know, as like Rob was saying earlier, how he's afraid to not afraid, but curious when people are trying his beer to see yeah. how their reaction is. I mean, imagine yeah. me as a home brewer. <sighs> bringing beer and having like you know rob and and uh, brian trying it out you yeah. know that freaks me out yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i did when i did the episode with uh jared Valdir that does the collaborations with wilderness the nfl dude i don't know if you ever met that yeah. guy he's yeah. really nice he's uh, been here a couple times awesome yeah. guy huge like i don't meet many people that make me feel small 
He was like 6'8", 280. Yeah, he's a big Because he'd lost 40 pounds since he retired. I'm oh, like, Jesus. dude, like, shredded at 280. Yeah. Like, it just blew me away. But he said, you know, I played in the NFL for eight years. And he's like, I've never been more nervous than when I brought my homebrew for the Wilderness Guys to try. Yeah, nice. <laughs> he's like, I'd rather go against, you know, Hall of Famers and all pros than, than you know have to see somebody taste my beer and you know someone at, at that level yeah. you know well you know as, as home brewers we this is the position well not all, all home brewers but you know a lot of home brewers this is the position that you want to be in right you want to have a brewery so whenever there's a successful brewery um especially in caliber you know of this brewery especially like helton um you know you want to you want to make sure they like your beer so sure. yeah it's really nerve-wracking because yeah. it does take a lot of time to to make it yeah. You know, and I'm real critical of my own beer, so I wouldn't bring anything, I guess, that was junk, but you never know. You yeah. Know? Well, then, should we put Rob on the spot and have him drink your beer and grade it? No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it's, his, it's actually the beer I, I brought is actually his, yeah, his beer. Yeah, had it uh, so. at Fall Fest. Oh, yeah. oh really? Okay. What yeah, do you mean it's his beer? He, he, he brewed the, uh, the, the wort, and I made it beer. So oh, he gotcha. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that wart theft that we did for him. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. his wort, and I just treated it on the, the cold side with... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I yeast and dry hops and all that sort of stuff. So nice, man. So yeah, if it's a bad beer, then it's not my fault. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the base. Yeah. It's the base's yeah. fault. Yeah, yeah. Well, you when we did the um, we did the podcast for the uh, Arizona Barrels, Bottles, and Brews, you brought the empanada, pumpkin empanada. Yeah. And I and I'll be honest with you, like I was kind of like, oh, man, I'm not real big on pumpkin <laughs> beers, but Marcus made it, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna try it. And it took me a few days because you texted me like, dude, do you try it? Yeah, I'm like, nah, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. So uh, me and my buddy tried it, and dude, unreal. Like that was fantastic. Like I I was not trying to sound like a dick, but I was not having high expectations because I don't like pumpkin yeah. beer. But dude, you nailed that because it wasn't oh. like an overly like it wasn't a synthetic pumpkin taste. It was like. It was like a like a perfect balance pumpkin taste. So, right on. thank what you. How was that? Like, <laughs> no, it was. It's it's literally uh, you know kind of like what what Rob does. You know, at, at a smaller scale, is you have a base and you, you add a little bit of ingredients to it and taste it and yeah. You know, and lucky at my level, only brewing five gallons at a time, I could. I could try whatever I want. No, sure. I'm, lose, I'm not losing out on 30 bucks. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not a big deal, but, uh, I've brewed that recipe a few times. Um, but yeah, it's just literally, you know, pumpkin empanadas from food city. Yeah. I go first thing in the morning after they bake them and, um, add about three pounds into the, the mash. And, and then of course add some pumpkin puree as well. And then on the, uh, about 10, 15 minutes in the boil, then I'll add the actual, uh, spices that replicate, uh, the pumpkin, so you get allspice, nutmeg, uh, and clove. Okay. Uh, cinnamon, and add those into the boil. So that helps. Yeah. You know, obviously helps with that uh, that taste. So. Good beer, yeah. man. Thank good, you. Good beer. Thank you. you guys are doing something here soon, right? With the homebrew, like the homebrew brew out. Yeah. Yeah. Next Saturday, the the second. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 November second, we'll be here. Um, Ash, Arizona Cider Homebrewers, will be out here. Um, I think there's going to be quite a few so far that I've seen Good. Um, that will yeah. be bringing their brew rigs and will be brewing beer here outside at, at Helton. So, yeah, nice. I mean, that's going to be that's going to be a blast. I'll be uh, doing a black IPA. So, ah, dude, I like there not enough black IPAs out there. I don't think <laughs> yeah. you, you have one, right? Yeah, yeah still, we're about ready to bring one back. OK, the rye is gone now and season's yeah. coming upon us. So, yeah, we love the yeah. we love brewing the black IPA. It's yeah. one of my favorite beers. Yeah, it's a great beer. Yeah. 
Marcus, you are also going to be at AZ Barrels Bottles and Brew doing a beer demo, like a brewing demo. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah we'll be doing a brewing demo. That's November twenty third. Um, I'll take my three vessel system out there, and then we're going to be doing a double dry hopped, double play IPA. Nice. So it'll be nice. a uh, a double IPA. We're going to use uh, it's going to be five four three. So we're going to use like five ounces of hops on the on the uh, hot side, and then uh, four and three ounces on the double dry hop. So. Yeah. That's going to be yeah. cool for people to see, like, because, I mean, you go to a brewery, like, you can look through the windows here, or if you're an asshole, you can walk through the doors and see what's going on back here, right? But you can see stuff going on. Um, but, to ha- like, I think the int- intimacy of, like, a home brewer to be able to, like, walk up to it, and, and our goal is to be a- have people be able to, to, you know, touch the hops and touch the grains, and I think that's going to be really cool. Yeah, we'll it's have a cool bunch of different grains out there, a bunch of different hops uh, for people to smell and and uh, you know, get familiar with what they smell like, and then different grains for people to taste. Yeah. So that way they know what they taste like, and then we'll uh, have a chart just for just in a real simple brewing one on one type of thing. You know, yeah. mill mash, lotter, that kind of thing. So nice. And then we'll be explaining terms to people, and yeah, anyone's more than welcome to come up and help us. Yeah. As we're as we're working, so That's it'll cool. be yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And what about Helton? What's going on? What do you guys have coming up over the next couple of months? It's event season, right? So. Yeah, it's event. Yeah. Uh, well, to finish off the Carbonic Dacus, uh, yeah. the cans come in on Monday. So Tuesday or Wednesday, we'll be canning. And uh, Thursday, we'll have all the chefs doing a, a can signing, and we'll launch it to the public then. So you guys did a can mm-hmm. run for the for the dinner? Yeah. Willie okay. Ituli had a 200-person yeah. dinner, all restaurant tours, and you know people in the industry that they serve that with their main course. So it's nice. Instead of wine being served, they're actually, you know, served our beer better choice yeah, absolutely right. <laughs> you know um so yeah that's coming down the line um next beer we're toying with maybe doing well we talked about off flavors and sours we've been asked to do a apple sour and i'm like you've realized that's a seed allowed to hide these are flavors that are yeah. not supposed to be in our beer <laughs> exactly uh, so once again you know I, I got that in the works um i fell in love with these guys southwest mushrooms and make incredible mushrooms so we're kind of working on making a mushroom beer really uh, working with jason noble to making a bread beer so i told rob's like all right i'm done with the food after a while yeah. <laughs> That's what he says. Yeah. Until yeah. he, he goes to dinner later and comes back and yeah. uh, I had this great steak. A couple and, of yeah. bourbons. Yeah, I want right. to throw a cow and a beer. Carne asada. Carne asada beer. I'd try it, man. Hmm. If you guys are making it, I don't know what it is, man. Yeah. Uh, but that's funny, yeah. So he, I think this has opened up a because you've you've been cooking in the back. Yeah, you've he's he's got the food bug, man. Yeah, yeah. Got the but we got the traditional bug, dark yeah. munich lager coming out in a couple yeah, of weeks. That'll be out in a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. Sure, black sure. IPA is back on the dock. You know, here soon. Yeah. You know, so nice, yeah. man. Nice. Just well, the guys, season for dark beers. It yeah. is. It is. Yeah, and starting off with this with this coffee stout. Stout. Porter. 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 Okay, Porter. I always get them mixed up. You guys can kick me in the dick when we're done here. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, So that's it. The guys, thanks for, for doing this. Thanks for, for guiding us through this, Marcus. Thanks for, for Thank supplying having these guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Rob, you're going to be on the show much more, whether you want to be or not. Great, man. Yeah. Uh, just mic me in as I'm brewing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's one I like of those it. rare mornings where... You know, we yeah, can do that. We morning. can mic you up, and I can just, you know, talk your ear off like a little yeah, kid. Yeah, that'd, that'd be great. What are you doing? What are you doing, Rob? Yeah. Now what are you doing? Yeah, walkie-talkie it. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Enjoy. Guys, thanks for listening. Get to a place that has this beer and try it. You will not want to miss it. Really interesting. Really fantastic beer. So thanks to my dad. Thanks to Brian Helton, Rob Coat, and Marcus Pena for joining me in this episode. And thank you to Alyssa and Bree from Helton for helping get this 
all set up. We kind of just walked in the door and they were in the middle of opening and they were great about uh, helping us get this set up. <laughs> so thank you guys. If you want to leave a rating review on iTunes to help us spread the word, please do so. We'll send you out a swag bag and read your review on the show. Thanks to Chris Dodson and Fayuka and everybody else that helps make this podcast possible. Thanks to the Patreon supporters, Gerardo Jaime, Chris Odom, Jim Flager, Marcus Pena, Ryan Colvin, and Nate Work. You guys are all awesome, and you guys continue to stay awesome. Cuando se va de casa, me triste me pongo.